0: Welcome everyone. Live from CRC Melton in Melbourne, Australia, you're listening to Melton Live on Live FM. My name is Alanis and my co-host today is Karina. Our special guest today is Andrea Nathans, two of our student leaders here at CRC Melton. So we'll start with questions. Um, How do you guys deal with burnout after taking on so much responsibility with your classes and any extracurriculars, extracurriculars that you do?
1: Absolutely. Thanks for having us on, Alanis. Uh, me and Andrea both took uh, accelerated subjects last year, which means that we have a couple extra slots in our Year 12 amount of subjects. And then this year, it enabled us to have a lot of study periods. Do you want to expand upon a, a bit of what that was like last um, year?
2: Yeah, thanks, Nathan. I think it was quite useful for us to take those two subjects last year because it really you know, not only gave us a taste of what it was like doing those Year 12 subjects, but also um, prepared us sort of mentally you know, with going through that exam process and, um, you know, taking off that load, like you said, in this year. So that's been quite useful for us.
1: Yeah, it's just, it's sort of like what universities do with uh, block models. It's splitting up, taking six or seven year 12 subjects and putting them over two years. I really think that everyone that's in year 11 should do some sort of accelerated subject because it's just so important to have some study school already behind you so that you don't feel burned out by the end of year 12 which we are now quickly approaching only having four subjects each it's much easier to focus on especially since in university most university courses have about four subjects that you take with a major
3: yeah um and with those exam periods and that sorry my voice is a bit messed up how do you stay like motivated to keep studying and that and not get tired of it
1: Absolutely. Uh, to get a high study score, as you have quite d- done twice now, right? What do you want to talk about those study scores?
2: Um, yeah, well, going back to that exam period thing, I think it's really important to sort of pace yourself, know your limits, you know, um, you know letting yourself be comfortable with what you're learning and bring it up so that you're slowly uh, going further, progressing in your studies, I suppose, so that you can be comfortable in yourself and your exam um, taking skills. Yeah, thank you.
1: Stress is such a big part of year 12, and and it doesn't have to be. It's a lot of uh, your level of confidence, and if you don't study at all, it's it can feel very stressful towards the end of the year. But it even if you have studied as much as you can, uh, it can there's still that level of, you know, will I get into university? Will this happen in my life? And a lot of that comes down to putting in place things beforehand and believing in what you've done. Things like uh, university early entry programs, things like going to revision lectures, and then putting all aside when year 12 exams come and just knowing that you've got everything behind you. No matter how you do, there's something for you going forward. Especially with people that are going into degrees where there's a very strict ATAR requirement. It's very easy to feel like if I don't get this, my entire life (laughs) ends. So having that Behind you, having know that there's other options for you, it's so important to not feel burnt out. Knowing that I can, I can just stop doing. I can, I, I can stop doing this.
2: Yeah, and and as much as there is outside pressure from I don't know, maybe your parents, your friends, your school, and everyone there, it's important to know that in the end, it is your choice. It is your choice to choose. Okay, here is an hour I have to study. How am I going to spend that time? Am I going to spend that time doing something that's passive because maybe I'm a bit tired today? Or maybe am I going to take um, a practice exam because I really want to see what gaps I have in my learning today? So it's up to you in the end how you want to prepare yourself and how you want to deal with your stress because in the end you are the one who has to make those decisions and you are the one who has to take the test. So if you're comfortable with yourself, then that's probably the best thing you can do. And do you have any study strategies that either of you would like to share with us? Um, something that I've heard of recently was something called active recall, which is basically um, where you have the study strategy of um, going through previously learned material in a way that you're actively thinking about it. You're not just like, you know, reading through old notes. You're not just highlighting, but you're actually testing yourself and you're finding out what can I actually remember and how well do I know it? So that could be um, done in a way like taking practice exams, could be writing down everything you remember. It could be um, teaching someone else. And then, you know, when they have questions, or you'll be like, oh, that I forgot to revise that. Maybe I need to go over that because I can't remember it so well. So, yeah, active recall is a super great thing.
1: U12 can really feel like a competition against everyone else in the state, but it's that collaborative nature of studying that actually helps you uh, recall information in the long term.
3: Yeah, um, do you find it better to study in groups or individually? It
1: is very dependent on what the topic is, what subject it is, but usually a good rule of thumb is that uh, working with friends is better.
3: Yeah, and um, how do you not get distracted when you're working with your friends?
1: There's a lot of ways that you can separate your time so that you are only doing what uh, you need to do for studying at a certain time so a lot of that is like setting a time so let's take half an hour we're all going to put away phones devices everything and just just work on studying whether that's uh, doing questions or just talking about the concepts related to it it's being interested in learning for half an hour because it's so easy to get distracted on everything else so it's just setting aside time and things like study periods things like classes at school even though it can feel really restrictive it's also good because it forces you to be restrictive. You you can't go on your phone during classes.
0: So you've talked about setting aside time for study, but how important is it to set aside time for your interest or your family?
2: Yeah, so like with burnout, you can't be studying all the time. You've got to think about, you know, how you have to manage your mental health, your social health, everything else in your life. Um, so yeah, setting like having a schedule or I don't know, Blocking out time is probably quite helpful because then you can, you can know, okay, from one to two, I'm doing this. And then you allow yourself that time to go into all those different things and also, importantly, for rest.
1: Absolutely. Having something that is interests you outside of school is so important. It, it's, it's more than just like having – it's that your entire life is in studies. Uh, there's a lot of people that will get the very highest ATAR in the state, like the ninety nine point nine five, and you look at those people, and they're all robots. They have no social life. They've, they're just a walking textbook, and it's that's it's that's what makes that's what makes you your social life and your interests. If you don't have that, and you're just doing studies, then what do you have left?
2: Yeah, and I think it's definitely more. Um, admiral for me to look up to someone who um, you know not only had that great um, academic skill but was able to balance that with all those other things and their personal life because I think that's what you know makes you feel alive makes you feel happy with what you're doing and gives
3: you that motivation to go on with your academic studies. Nice and how do you prioritize this social time and time for yourself and your own interests along with your studies?
1: Well that's that's, that's, that's a big question, isn't it? Um, uh, well, I'll give you an example about my week this week. So I have two uh, tests coming up for methods and English. The way I've decided to break up the week is by doing um, a series of English essays that I set aside time for on each day. So that's maybe an hour or two hours um, on every other day. And then also the math test is about an hour or so on every other day. And through study periods and uh, other things at school, I can manage out that time. But then for like social life, um, I've got a, a Lego set that I've got ordered in the mail and that's coming on Friday and I'm setting aside that day to also work on that so that I'm not just doing exam after exam after exam practice. I have something that I'm really looking forward to that me- that makes me want to keep going through all of it, something to look forward to.
2: And even with your different subjects, I think it's important to think about what's important to you and um, prioritise in that way. If maybe you're not as strong with math but you know that you need it, If you prioritise your other subjects, well, you know that you can have that behind you and boost you. Um, So, yeah, it's important to think about what's actually important to you as a person and maybe not to your outside. If you're just tuning in, you're listening
0: to Melton Live on Live FM, live from CRC Melton in Melbourne, Australia. My name is Alanis and my co-host today is Karina. And our special guest today is Andrea and Nathan, some student leaders at CRC Melton. So let's talk about when you do have overdue work
2: how can that put a strain on your mental health? I think firstly, it's really important to communicate. um, If you have an overdue assignment, first thing is definitely to talk to your teacher about it. I'm sure they'll be happy to extend it for you or at least understand your situation. And then, you know, maybe it is cutting back on those other things so that you can focus on that first and get that done.
1: Absolutely. Everyone wants to always say, oh, I have no overdue work. I'm I'm always perfect. But the reality is everybody procrastinates, even even the people that are chasing 50 study scores. It's very hard to say, okay, I guess now I have to start doing three hours of revision. It's just uh, so hard to start that block. But it's just a small step of maybe putting out your books down on, on the table. And that's the first step of saying, all right, instead of making this a big thing that I have to do, I'm breaking up into smaller steps. It's Instead of going to run a marathon, it's let me start by putting my shoes on. It's taking that first step that just sets you up so it doesn't seem like such a daunting task.
3: Yeah, and how it, how easy is it for you to fall behind on work and how can you catch up on that?
1: Especially as you go into the senior years, it is very easy to fall behind on work because every class seems to be a new chapter of work. Um, h- how would you say that you um, catch up when?
2: Yeah, with on? the fast pace of everything, um, especially with assignments all coming in at the same time, I think, yeah, I like to have a list A literal list in a notebook where I like to tick off what I've done and that you know is a visual way of reminding me okay I've done this much and I need to do this much more
1: absolutely um having a list of things is so helpful even especially in folio subjects like uh viscom or art having a list of this is every single thing left in the folio is so important because it makes it very easy to procrastinate when it's uh one big thing due in seven months so when you say here's what you need to do day by day that's it, that's all it is. And then small tasks. So
0: in your opinion, what is the most important subjects to prioritize and why?
2: <laughs> I can't say it's the same for any two people. It's definitely what's important to you, what you like, what you know you're good at. And you know, being able to play to your own strengths is definitely what's gonna help you succeed.
1: Okay, so that's a, that's a good normal answer that your teachers will give you. <laughs> Here's the actual answer. The subjects you need to prioritize are your English top priority always your ATAR is so important on English no matter what subject you're doing your English subject is the top slot in your ATAR so even if you don't like English it's so important your entire life requires English going forward you need English at the top then the math subjects a lot of university courses require math or chem or physics whatever it is as a prerequisite so make sure you keep up on that then any other sciences humanities and at the bottom is arts that's, that's just what it is. I'm sorry. What
2: if you're going into arts? <laughs> yeah, then it's definitely important then to, you know, think about um, what you're going to actually use in the future. You know, even if you're not so great at English, you know that you're going to have to work on it because it is in that top four. But then you can, you know, prioritise your time into those art subjects because you know that that's actually what's going to give you those skills to succeed, you know, into your further studies or whatever you're going to do in the future.
1: But even that's like the worst part of how the ATAR works because... It, it, even if you are doing like a math and English and some science subjects and a folio subject and you're going into the folio subject, it makes more sense to do the science subjects because they all scale up and the folio scales down. So it makes more sense to just work on the subjects you like less. Yeah. In, just, the,
2: in the end, it's about, you know, is it the a that's more important to you or is it the skills that you're going to get?
1: <laughs> yep. <laughs> a mix of those two.
2: <laughs> and so when you
0: do have stress, do you have any strategies Or people around you that help
2: you calm down yeah definitely talking to friends you know sometimes I need to rant to them about you know whatever little thing that ticked me off that day and you know giving myself the opportunity to be like it is okay if I push myself even further I'm not going to be able to do well if I'm not in a good mind space
1: yeah that goes for everyone Um, managing stress is something that a lot of people deal with in different ways Um, but stress is such a big uh, impact on people's uh, performance and exams and everything, and it it comes down to taking those steps beforehand, assuring yourself that you are confident enough to get these things done. Um, stress comes from that uh, feeling of not knowing what's coming next, um, like anxiety and all those feelings that can be prevented if you just sort of know that you've done the right things beforehand.
3: Yeah, and with that stress, like say Andrew, like if talking to your friends isn't enough for you. How would you go about asking for more professional help? Yeah,
2: definitely. If um you know you need that extra step, then reach out. Definitely talk to your teachers, talk to a trusted adult, and see if you're able to you know uh, talk to an actual professional like a psychologist or a counsellor if that's necessary. Um, and if you're not comfortable reaching out to people that you know, you can always you know look for online services that are quite popular. Um, as of now, yeah. Yeah, and why do you think there's such a stigma around asking for help? Um, I think somewhat it comes down to ego. You know, I'm, I'm this big, great person. I don't want to admit maybe that I'm dealing with stress or dealing with something in my perf- personal life. So talking about it more, even in a, such a small setting like this, gives it that opportunity to, you know, reduce that stigma to say, hey, it's actually okay to um, talk about our feelings, talk about how we're not doing so great all the time, um, and then reach out. The ultimate goal is to reach out to improve so we don't want to dwell in our feelings we don't want to feel alone with um what we're struggling with there's always someone there to help you nice thank you and what
0: stresses you guys out the most you (laughs) (laughs) well for you the listeners who don't know nathan is my brother and yeah (laughs) andrea
2: um stress i think I am my biggest stressor, I have my own expectations for myself in every aspect um, of my life. So letting myself know, reminding myself that I don't need to be so harsh on myself, it is okay um, to not reach your goals all the time, but what's more important is that you're having that mindset where you're still moving forward, you're still working to progress even
3: if right now it's going slow. And how important is it for you to have a positive mindset about yourself and your studies? Um, I think that's really important. You can't
2: always be super optimistic. You can't always be, you know, looking on the bright side. But it's important to think about how you can make that change if you're feeling down to to be moving forward, to um, think of it in a way you're not letting yourself down or dwelling in your own sort of sorrow.
3: Yeah, and is there any tips that either of you would give people who are currently... In a negative state of mind, and that have a negative mindset about themselves.
1: It's very easy to get um, negative feelings around school and all that because of how um, repetitive and uh, how intense everything can start to feel. Um, but it's it, it is again like just about changing the way that you look at uh, your own abilities.
2: Yeah, as much as much as it is um, standardized, everyone's going through the same eta, You have the choice to pick what you need you have the choice to uh, spend your time how it how it's useful for you if you're you know struggling really hard then yeah it's definitely more useful for you to reach out and use that time to work on yourself than it is to focus or go even harder on your studies so you've talked a lot about um senior year levels but what advice would you give to junior year levels maybe just
0: starting high school
1: experiment with all the different subjects so you know uh, by the time you get to senior end uh, what sort of field you're interested in Um, it's it's more than just sort of doing all right or just passing and everything it's finding a subject that you really really enjoy and trying out everything even past schoolwork. just trying out books movies anything you want just experiment that with that and then you know where you want to uh, take it later on
2: yeah while you have the time you know join all those clubs do all those extracurricular things because that's where you're going to make the most friends and mm, explore yourself
0: Continuing with this idea of positive mindsets, how can doing healthy eating or exercise
2: improve that? I think it's all those like really small habits every day that really put together that whole person that you become. So, you know, if it's a little habit like allowing yourself to sleep in a little bit more um, because you know that you're tired or you stayed up late or, you know, Realizing, oh, I actually haven't gotten up from this desk for, what, three hours? I need to go get up, um, take a walk, eat some fruit, you know, something like that to give yourself the opportunity to be healthy.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Staying in, in one room for like hours at a, at a time is never very healthy. <laughs> uh, whether it's um, just going outside or uh, walking to a different room, studying somewhere else, it's so important to just um, uh, exper- like, to go to different places when you... Throughout your whole life, travel travel as much as you can.
3: And just going back to the idea before of um, trying all the different subjects out to find what you like, what if you get to the senior years and you still aren't sure what you like and you don't know what you want to go into yet?
1: Uh, Then you pick the subjects that are the most useful towards ATAR and towards prerequisites. That's really the best advice I can give.
2: Yeah, you want to be strategic. And if you're still unsure, you know, there's always um, counsellors, your um, teachers that are definitely going to be able to help you sort of um, maybe think about a direction.
0: And how important is it to be well rested going back to sleeping and healthy habits?
2: I will always be such a huge advocate for sleeping. Sleep as much as you need, sleep so that you're rested sleep, so that you can do all those other things that you want to do. If you have a test tomorrow and, you've, and it's like 11 p.m., you, you're going to do better taking that rest and having a bright mind to do it tomorrow rather than studying and trying to cram everything in.
1: Absolutely. I have never stayed up late studying. Nine o'clock p.m. always, every day for the last however many years now. It's so important to just have consistent sleep cycle, as many hours of sleep as you feel you need and then you can worry about all of your other time throughout the day by cutting down on the things and rearranging the time but sleep is top priority
3: oh sorry
0: and these days um so many teenagers especially are connected to social media late into the night so what's your experience with social media or online
2: devices
1: uh i'm off all devices by eight o'clock i'll pick a book go build some lego whatever it is i'll make sure that i'm entirely off devices by eight
2: yeah i can definitely admit to having gone down youtube tiktok rabbit holes um so it's definitely important to set yourself those restrictions because it's never going to end you you could always keep going scrolling but you have to know that you need to prioritize your time if you're you know you you want to give yourself that downtime but also know that you have to prioritize what's important
3: and on those days where you are tired and like you haven't slept properly because of nerves from an exam or something, what are some like noticeable differences in your schoolwork and your ability to focus?
1: Oh, it's it's very obvious when you're tired and doing the test and when you're not. Um, the way you, you know is that when you get the test back, you're like, how could I have missed this? How could I have possibly done this wrong?
2: Yeah, it's all those like little things that, you know, are normally so easy, but then you're tired and then you just can't seem to do them. Um yeah, so you want to try your best to prevent those, and when you're in those because they're you know absolutely inevitable, you want to support yourself and not to be too hard on yourself.
0: Well, uh, do you two have any final words of advice for the student body? <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, final words, are, I think. Give yourself the time and space to explore what you like and to prioritize what's actually important. yourself is that's my main message and sleep don't forget to sleep
1: (laughs) absolutely um just making sure that you're set up for the best space you can be uh going through high school by just specializing so by uh broadening out your interests and subjects in the earlier years and then simplifying it down in the later years so that you really feel interested in what you're learning so you don't feel burnt out by the end of the year
0: Well, that's all we have time for today. Thank you to our guests, Andrea and Nathan. It's been a great pleasure talking to you today. Live from CRC Melton in Melbourne, Australia, you have been listening to Melton Live on Live FM. My name is Alanis and my co-host today is Karina. Thank you for joining us today and we hope you found the information today useful. Until next time, have a great day.